It's week 10 of the Ohio high school football season, and we're going to break it all down for you and look ahead to this momentous weekend of the Ohio high school football season. Welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. This podcast is every week, so make sure you subscribe using your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow all of our coverage on WCPO 9 Sports and WCPO.com this week. We are at Lakota East, at Lakota West. The uh, annual district rivalry is our WCPO Game of the Week. So uh, be sure to check out all our coverage from that. But before we dive into this week's episode, I'd like to tell you to start your day with Chick-fil-A, your greater Cincinnati and northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A's have delicious breakfast options for you, including the chicken minis, egg white grill, or the classic chicken biscuit. It's easy to order in the Chick-fil-A app and earn points today. Well, before we get into more football discussion, we're in the postseason for every other fall sport. Later on, you're going to hear from Mason girls volleyball coach Lindsey Dinklocker about the Comets' sixth consecutive GMC title. You're also going to hear from Norwood soccer star Summer Ward on how she earned 30 goals this regular season and how her teammates celebrated her five-goal performance last week in a win over Clark Montessori. But first up, we're talking week 10 of the Ohio high school football season. What a week nine it was this past weekend. Moeller defeated the state's number one ranked team, Lakewood St. Edward, 28-21 to in overtime up there in Northeast Ohio. It was the third consecutive overtime game for the Crusaders and their second uh, straight win in OT. Uh, they are 7-2, and two, and they overtook St. Xavier for the number one spot in the Division I Region Four computer point standings. And obviously very significant for uh, head coach Mark Elder, uh, who celebrated with his uh, teammates in the locker room. And I retweeted a, a, a very uh, momentous uh, video clip, as it were, uh, there inside the locker room as they defeated St. Ed's. But uh, plenty can happen, obviously, between now and the end of the regular season this weekend. We're going to have it all covered for you. Continue to watch Joe Itell's. Computer point standings, the number one seeds in greater Cincinnati include Moeller, and then in Division II, Region 8, Kings, in Division Three Baden, Wyoming in Division Four, and Taft in Division Five. One of those teams, Kings, uh, had a, uh, a significant win, 35-21 to over visiting Turpin last week to clinch at least a share of the ECC title. This is the first 9-0 start for Kings since 2014, and I had an opportunity to catch up with Knights coach Alex Garvin after the game. I mean, in this league, with, with, with this set of coaches and, and the athletes that we have in this league, it means a lot to, to win the league. I mean, uh, obviously, one of our main goals, really the only one we can control in the year, is how well we play on this 10-game schedule. And uh, the seeding and the draw and the, all that kind of stuff around the state, you know, we just can't talk about that kind of stuff. But in this league, with the, the good coaching and good playing we see every week, uh, I think to win uh, and be in the position that we are in right now going into Week 10 is, is, is a great testament to what these kids have done all offseason. And I'm so proud of them, and these coaches have done so much work uh, to put us in this position. And so, yeah, I mean, it just it means everything. Well, you can tell there were plenty of smiles on the field there Friday night as Kings defeated Turpin. Very physical matchup. Uh, had a chance to catch up with uh, junior quarterback Will Coker after the game, and uh, he said, uh, you know, it's all about the uh, the culture around the Knights program right now. And uh, you know, this is a team that is clicking on all cylinders, and they're poised for a deep postseason run. Keeping with the football theme, I had a chance to catch up with OHSA Director of Media Relations, Tim Street, last week. I talked to Tim about the expansion of the playoffs and what to expect this upcoming postseason. And Tim, thanks for taking a few minutes. My pleasure, Mike. Always great to chat with you. Well, obviously, week 10 of the Ohio high school football season, as I mentioned, and uh, here we are on the cusp of another postseason. 
And um, I guess just to kind of take us through, Tim, for those who may not be familiar and may need a refresher on uh, the format this year, uh, kind of what's going to happen this upcoming weekend as uh, teams complete the regular season and uh, how the OHSA plans to announce the playoff pairings. Sure. Well, it's hard to believe we're in week 10. That's the first thing. It's obviously the the 10 weeks of the football regular season always go fast. And this year is no exception, especially with the season ending a, a week earlier than normal. So I guess that's a good place to start. Um, we the, Our schools play a 10-week regular season, but this year it started a week earlier because we have added um, another round of the playoffs. Um, we've expanded the playoffs. Uh, in past years, eight teams per region made it into the playoffs, and we doubled that this year at 16. And so that means there's an extra week. And uh, the first round uh, is Halloween weekend is the first round of the playoffs. So uh, divisions one, two, three, and four will play their playoff games on Friday nights. And divisions five, six, and seven will play their playoff games on Saturday nights. And the regionals are all bracket format. It's almost like your true NCAA style, 16 plays at one, et cetera. So here we go. How will the games be hosted in terms of the first few rounds uh, for the playoffs? Yeah, uh, the bit of a change this year. Um, in past years, only the first round games were uh, played by the higher seeded school. The, the better seed got, uh, gets to host. This year, the first two rounds will be at the better seeded teams field. So um, our schools that are obviously, a, a, if they're obviously a top eight seed, they will get to host a first round game. And then in the second round, the better seeded team will host that game. So uh, there's you know, certainly going to be some, some schools that may not host in the first round, but they may host in the second round. So, you know, certainly the schools are going to be, um, keeping their facilities uh, ready to go to host. And so we're certainly um, looking forward to it all getting started. You know, it, it, things come together really quickly, but uh, it's a credit to our veteran staff that handles the computer ratings. Um, the regular season, um, you know, ends on Saturday night and usually by around uh, 1 a.m. Uh, into Sunday morning, the computer points are all finalized because we have all the results of the games. So that's the first thing. Uh, all the games need to end on Saturday night. Obviously, most of the games are on Friday night, but there are certainly a, a handful of games on Saturday. We need to get those results. Uh, those get plugged into the system by Joe Idle. Um, a lot of people follow Joe and know his website. Um, and then we work with Joe to get those final reports. We post them on our site and send those out to our schools. And then they have uh, throughout Sunday morning, to challenge any of the uh, results or computer ratings. It doesn't happen very often, but uh, we certainly give them that opportunity. And then around three o'clock, uh, 3.30, somewhere in that neighborhood on Sunday is when I get to send out the first round uh, football playoff pairings. So it all happens uh, really fast and uh, you drink a lot of coffee and uh, you know, buckle up, here we go. Much different from a year ago, obviously. So, um, uh, you know, that has to be uh, said for sure. And we don't have to go through all that. But do you know of any teams that have actually opted out of the postseason for this year? I don't. Uh, I don't personally know of any teams that have opted out. Um, there could be uh, 
Uh, and I, I should uh, check with our, our football staff specifically to see if they, if they know of any, but I don't personally know of any that have opted out. And I you know the OHSA made a road trip up to Canton, I think uh, a week or two ago and um, kind of checked out the facilities there. Kind of remind everybody about the state football finals, what weekend that'll be and um, uh, how the setup will be for this year. Sure. Yeah. December 2nd, 3rd and 4th uh, will be the football state championship games. And you're right, Mike, they are back in Canton at the Hall of Fame Stadium, which is right next to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, of course, I encourage anyone, if you're going to make the drive from Cincinnati area up to Canton, go for a, a little while if you can and check out the Hall of Fame. It's an amazing experience. Um, and uh, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium is an unbelievable facility. They, they're hosting the football state championships. Um, there, there will be one game on Thursday, December 2nd. Uh, that'll be a 7 o'clock game. Uh, that will either be Division 1, 2, 3, or 4. Uh, we wait until closer to the games to, de- to decide which division plays when. Um, but the, one of those divisions will play their final on Thursday night. Um, from time to time, it is Division Two. I think it was a, a few years ago, LaSalle played on that Thursday night. Um, so that could happen. Um, but then on Friday, December 3rd, there are three games. And then on Saturday, December 4th, will be the state championship games in Divisions 5, 6, and 7. So again, we'll determine the order closer to that weekend. And how can people uh, obtain tickets uh, throughout the playoffs, including the state football funds? Yeah, uh, ohsaa.org slash tickets is the site for all that uh, ticket information. And uh, we even have um, some some club level uh, indoor access tickets for the football final. So we're excited to offer that. There's only a limited number of those, but certainly some folks, if they are interested in coming up for the weekend and want to stay inside, we, we have that available. Um, and there's parking information, too. But um, certainly we, we hope a lot of folks come up, um, you know, the, the folks in Stark County call it the greatest weekend in high school football. And uh, I think they're right, because certainly there are great rivalries and matchups all over Ohio, especially in Cincinnati. I, I see a lot of those happening, um, but a chance to be kind of in the birthplace of football right next to the Hall of Fame. If anyone can get up there for a day or two or the whole weekend. Uh, It's certainly uh, a memorable experience. Great, Tim. And we're just getting going here, obviously, with fall uh, sports state championships. Uh, Maybe just a final thought on how the fall season has been going as we kind of headed into the home stretch here and uh, look ahead to the winter season. Yeah, I tell you, knock on wood, it's been going well. Uh, It is so great to be what uh, is close to normal as we can. I know that a lot of schools don't feel like they're back to normal um, and, and certainly um, we still have a ways to go to get through the pandemic, but in terms of high school sports, we're happy that uh, none have been uh, canceled or delayed uh, this year, uh, unlike what we saw back in 2020. So we're moving forward with all of our tournaments. Um, we're really excited to be back at some of our normal venues. Volleyball's back at Wright State University. Uh, the soccer finals, uh, always some great soccer comes out of Cincinnati. Uh, we get to play at lower.com field where the, the crew plays their new stadium downtown. Um, did a walk through there. It's an amazing facility. Um, and golf state tournaments are happening right now, cross country at Fortress Obets. And, uh, you know, we're just 
we're really excited to, to be as close to normal as we can and, and see a lot of fans in the stands. So, you know, get out and support your local high school. I would just say director of media relations, Tim Street, always appreciate the time and perspective and uh, all the best to you and the staff there uh, during the state championships. Thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate your coverage. Thank you. Well, a lot of discussion about the expansion of the playoffs this year. And uh, the first couple of rounds will be some interesting matchups. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, but the OHSA is certainly putting plans in place for the state football finals there at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton in early December. I want to remind everybody you want to start your day with Chick-fil-A. Your greater Cincinnati and northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A's have delicious breakfast options for you, including the chicken minis, egg white grill, or the classic chicken biscuit. It's easy to order in the Chick-fil-A app and earn points today. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the Mason volleyball program. The Comets clinched their sixth consecutive GMC title last week, and uh, Mason is 45-0 in the conference since 2015. I had a chance to catch up with Coach Lindsay Dinklocker about her program and the success they've had entering this postseason. A sixth straight uh, GMC title for Mason, um, 45-0, and in the conference um, spanning uh, the past couple of years here. So um, how significant is that accomplishment for the program? Um, I think it's huge to keep building and growing as a program to keep winning your league conference year after year. It's huge, especially going into like out of conference games when you go um, to other leagues, other conferences, bigger opponents. Um, I think it's huge to just have that little bit of confidence um, going into bigger games that you know you have dominated your league for the past couple of years, that there shouldn't be any question if we can compete with supposedly bigger, better programs. So I think that um, gives them a great amount of confidence going into those games that we play outside of the GMC because we play a very tough um, out-of-conference schedule. What's the identity of this group? I mean, what, what's this team been like this year? Um, they're awesome. We are very – I should say we're very experienced because we have eight seniors, but our quarterback, which is our setter, is a sophomore and does not set outside of high school. So we're young and experienced in the same way. She touches our sophomore. Peyton Evans touches every other ball. So – to have a sophomore running our offense right now and stepping into a huge role for these seniors that are playing or that she's surrounded by has been really fun to see. So from game one, it was very iffy, <laughs> I should say. But the amount we have grown in the past 22 games has been – unbelievable amounts of growth and that's all players not just our sophomore setter she's grown tremendously in a huge way that we needed her to step up quick and we didn't have time or a whole season to like baby her into this position um so I've been very tough on her and told her like hey you're the quarterback you got to run the team it doesn't matter if you're a sophomore kind of thing so um, she's done a great job stepping up there. And then our leadership from Brooklyn Darby and Kate Hagledge out of the middle um, has been great. They know the expectations and what it takes. A lot of our other sophomores didn't get tons of playing time last year. They were on the team, didn't get tons of playing time because they graduated a really good um, class. So 
I think everyone has had opportunities to grow this year and have been thrown into positions that they have not always been thrown into. So it's not like we've had one position, one player that has been that position or that leader since a freshman or sophomore year. So I think there's tons of turnover at Mason and it's hard to build really good team, really good teams with almost a new team every year. So we're going to graduate eight seniors. I'll be rebuilding a whole new team next year. And the eight seniors we graduated this year didn't have tons of playing time last year. So I think the way they've responded, the way they've bought into my um, game plan, which is I'm a huge defense person, super scrappy defense, um, toughness, competitive, um, performing under pressure. I think we've done, I think everyone has stepped up in a huge way this year with a coaching change um, and just pretty much building a whole new team to go out and play this season. So I think they've done a great job um, stepping up to the challenge and kind of having that like, Hey, you're supposed to win the GMC after the past six years or five years, I should say Um, just having that little bit of pressure on them. I think they've done a really good job handling themselves. What's it been like for you? Uh, Obviously um, Um, two years of cold rain and then coming over to Mason. Good. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, Everyone at Mason has been very welcoming and this job's very different than Colerain for whatever reasons, but I've just been able to coach volleyball at Mason. And that was my biggest thing. Like I don't have to worry about stuff outside of the volleyball stuff. I can just focus on volleyball, which was my biggest thing. Um, The parents have been awesome and stepping up when I'm like, Hey, we need this done. They're like, got it. And I don't have to ask or question anything else again. So to be able to go into a program your first year and just start to build your program and what your, you want your program to be about from day one and not have to worry about any of the other stuff has been a huge relief for me as a coach that I can come home and just game plan, practice plan, all that stuff. And what's going to make the girls the best to, um, their best and what the best game plan is for us going forward. And I don't have to worry about anything outside of volleyball, like spirit wear and raising money and events and all that stuff. Like the parents have been great, our booster parents and everyone at Mason, I'll shoot an email if I have a question about something and I get a response right away. So it's been great. It's been a relief on me um, stepping into this position. The girls have made it very easy. Um, they're an awesome group of girls. Yeah, I, it's been great. I can't complain about anything. Pretty cool. I mean, how do you kind of put in perspective this, you know, 45 and 0 in the GMC? I mean, how much pride do you think everybody takes in that? Um, it's quite dominant, obviously. Yes, it's definitely dominant. Um, I think it's almost like an expectation now, which put a little bit of pressure on me walking in like, Hey, we expect you to win the GMC this year. Welcome to Mason. So, and I kind of like the pressure. It keeps me focused. It keeps me like engaged in all games, not just certain games. Um, But I think 
it's kind of fun. Like it gives you something to keep achieving for, keep working for, keep working hard for. It's something you can hold the girls accountable to. Um, when we start to like lose our lack of, or like we lose our focus or lack of effort and all that kind of stuff, which the season's long. I mean, 22 games, keep your focus for 22 games. And especially the nine games in the GMC that are spread out throughout the league, you get a GGCL game, then you go to a GMC game to stay focused in those moments and like be able to step up and play a team outside of your conference to then going right into your conference, no matter if it's the top of your conference or the bottom of the conference, every game matters. So I think, um, it's kind of nice. Like you can have those games, you have different practice plans for each one of those games to keep girls focused in different ways. And each girl focuses in different ways. So to learn these girls on what is their, like what's best for them, each of these girls has been fun to figure out and like, what's the best way to coach them and coach to what's going to get them to their full potential and not just how I want to coach. So that's been an awesome challenge of figuring out the girls quickly coming in in June and they're in and out of the gym because of club or vacation or whatever. So then come August, it's like, okay, we got to figure this out right now. We got a game in three weeks. Like, how can I coach her? What, how can I push her? How can I get her to play my style of game that I want her to play, but also allow her to be her own individual. So that's been a fun, um, challenging, but fun is a coach. I think that's the best thing about coach. You get new girls every year. So you got to keep figuring them out. It's not, it's never the same. It's never repetitive and it's exciting. Very cool. How about just a final thought? Um, start the sectional tournament a week from today, uh, against Milford or Monroe. Um, mm-hmm. what's your approach? Uh, what's the mindset going into the postseason? Um, I think it's live or die. Now we got to play our best volleyball. So we don't have time to make the errors we were making in the beginning of the season or even at the end of the season, everyone's got to be playing their best volleyball. Um, we'll have a game plan going in for both teams. We're going to go watch the game on Wednesday, that playing game between Milford and Monroe. Um, I'll have a game plan. Everything we do this week going into that game will tailor to these teams that we have a um, potential to play. And I think we just have to stay in the moment. We can't look ahead. We can't look at teams that we could play because if we don't get past game one, then we don't have to worry about that. So I think another thing is, is we can't worry about what Milford or Monroe's record up until this point has been. It doesn't matter who they beat, who we've beat, who, whatever, as you've seen in the city, everyone beats everyone now. Just when you think someone's like the dominant team, they go lose. So I think that's kind of a relief going into the state tournament. It's not predicted on like some of the past years, like, oh, well, this team's definitely going to make it to the state. This team's going to do this. This team's going to do that. The GGCL has been all over the place. The East, the ECC has been all over the place. Like people, they split beat them here, lose to them here. So I think it kind of adds a little bit of fun um, to the state tournament. Not everything's so predictable this year. And it's been like that since week one. Like you see these upsets rolling in that you think are upsets, but then it's like, no, that team's actually really good. Like we have to respect them. Um, 
I know a little bit more about Milford than I do Monroe. Milford's a very, very good team. Um, so I'm interested to see uh, the game on Wednesday and come up with a scouting plan. I got film and everything to watch and break it down and we'll talk about it. But it's more we got to focus on us. I'm not going to focus a ton on the other team. Like if we can't take care of what we're doing on our side of the court, then what the other team's doing on the other side doesn't really matter. So we'll talk on certain points, but then it's all back focused on Mason on what we do best and what we have to clean up on our side to keep moving forward in the state tournament. Mason is 15 and seven overall and nine and oh in the GMC. As I mentioned, uh, Mason has won eight of the past nine GMC titles and 45 and 0 in the conference have, have not lost in GMC since 2015. So coach, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, no problem. best luck Thank to the you. comments. Coach Dinklocker is in her first season there at Mason. And she mentioned high expectations for the comments each and every season. And they are certainly thriving as they enter the postseason. I want to switch gears to girls soccer for a moment and had a chance to catch up with Norwood senior summer ward last week. She has earned 30 goals this season and eight assists. She had five goals against Clark Montessori in a 7-1 win last week, and uh, she was kind enough to join me for a conversation about not only her success, but the team's success heading into this postseason. This season has just been so special to me because, like, growing up, like, we all play together, and, like, Norwood's, like, really close town, so... I'm playing with some of the girls that I grew up and I was like led the way. And so getting to see like the freshmen and sophomores have such a good season in their first year is just like so special. As we record this, you have 30 goals on the season, eight assists. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, and you scored five goals and a seven, one win over Clark Montessori on um, Wednesday night. And uh, tell me about, first of all, that game scoring five goals. Um, what was that like for you? So, We've played for the conference against Clark the past two years. So I knew going in, we had to have like a good game and we had to win for the third time. And so it was just a really good mindset. The team was really excited and then just worked and clicked. <laughs> have you scored five goals in a game before? No, I've had a couple of games with four and I've had a couple hat tricks, but no five. So this was a career high. Do you know if this was a, a program record or anything for a single game? I'm not sure. Okay. We don't know that much about records. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, I mean, did you expect um, to have this type of production? I mean, when you talk about 30 goals on a season. Um, so, actually, at the beginning of the season, me and my coach were just talking about, like, goals and stuff, especially because I knew it was going to be a big year. And I told myself I wanted 30. I didn't know if I was going to hit it, but last night was really cool because it was a goal I definitely set for myself. Great. What, what did Coach uh, Coach Dotson tell you after um, you he was very proud of me. Actually, at halftime, I had three, and he was like, you're going to hit it. And I was like, no, five is a little bit too much. <laughs> but he was right. So he was, he's such a good like supporter and motivator, and I'm so glad. Like, Because this is his first year here, and he just came and really flipped everything around. What did your teammates say to you at the, after the game? They did cartwheels on the field. <laughs> <laughs> That was their celebration. It was just such a good like moment, like for me and for my teammates, and just an all-around win. It's awesome. You mentioned just um, the community aspect of this team and this program, and uh, you know the team is ten three and one right now, and three and zero in the conference as you complete the regular season. I mean, what's been the kind of the camaraderie, the chemistry among you and your teammates? So we have a really young team this year. Like a lot of our starters are freshmen and sophomores, and 
at the beginning of the season, it was kind of hard to mix everything together, but we really like we had a rough like go around at the beginning just with like coaches and all this stuff like happening. But then once we really bonded and like connected as a team, it's just been like such good production from everyone. And you can just see like such a difference in our team chemistry. It's like everyone's just out there like wanting to support each other and like really get us where we need to be. And it's working. Great. What about your classmates, your friends, uh, the families around the program? What, what kind of support have you received? Oh, Norwood is like such a small city that it's just so cool to see everyone like connect and stuff with this. And like, it's actually funny because two of the girls on my team are my neighbors. So we always like grown up together, talked about playing together and it's happening. And there's just been like such a good support system from everyone, especially family and friends. It's just nice. Very cool. And so where do you go from here? Obviously, as we record this, uh, you're a week from starting the, uh, the tournament and um, take me through maybe uh, the mindset going into the postseason. So we've never been second round in the postseason before, and we did have a buyer first round, but so we're coming into second round for the first time ever. So we're really excited for that, and we're just going to try and work as a unit and see how far we can get together. Do you change anything when it comes to the tournament or the postseason? Uh, is there much? I think there's like definitely a different mindset. Like you get a little comfortable sometimes, but now that we're like moving into the uncomfortable, everyone's definitely more excited. The practices are going to be a little bit higher intensity this week, and we're just really going to like. Get on it, you know? Okay. Very cool. Great. <laughs> and um, are you looking to play at the next level in college and soccer? Yes. And tell me about I, that a little bit. I am going to play college soccer. Like I said, I have a couple of schools in mind, but I'm not exactly sure where yet. Just trying to wait and figure out. I definitely want to stay close to home. So probably in like here, like Kentucky. But Great. Um, uh, anything else you want to mention or I didn't ask you about? Um, oh, no, I just want to say like, thank you. Like, Everyone in Norwood's just such a good support system. Thanks to the team. And it was just a good, like, all-around thing. So. Yeah, tell me about just Norwood High School and just um, as a student athlete, um, what you like most about maybe, you know, beyond sports that, that makes it so special. I think one of the, like, best things about Norwood is the fact that, like, you have a chance to stand out and you have a chance to, like, make, like, make a point and encourage people to do the same. And so – since I've been here, we've had like student athlete leadership groups. We've had a lot of involvement and it's cool just seeing like, especially like Mr. Richardson, just seeing the culture like switch over the years I've been here. It's so great to have like such an encouraging, like with all of the sports here, everyone is just doing like so much better. And you can just like see it every day and everyone just wants everyone to do good. It's a really nice environment. Very cool. Norwood Senior Summer Ward, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with Summer Ward to talk about not only her individual accolades, but the team's success. And I know there's a lot of pride there in Norwood uh, from what everything athletic director Chuck Richardson has told me. Uh, things are really looking up for the Norwood girls soccer program and best of luck to them going forward. I want to thank again uh, Mason girls volleyball coach Lindsey Dinklocker, along with uh, Kings head football coach Alex Garvin and OHSA director of media relations Tim Street for all their time and perspective. We're going to have all the bases covered for you. As I mentioned before, for this uh, this upcoming weekend, the final uh, week of the regular season in Ohio high school football, and uh, we'll know the playoff pairings by Sunday afternoon when the OHSA makes its announcement. Thanks again for listening. We will talk to you next week. Okay.